previously on Just Left. She's been gone for 10 years, Candace. You got an email. It's from Anonymous. What are we going to do? Get there and just knock on doors? Do you remember Catherine? I remember the case. No one seems to be particularly concerned that there was never an explanation for her disappearance. Why does no one care? Uh, this case was closed. Closed. If someone's willing to go and they are following their will, it's sad for everybody else, but it's not sad for them. And if it's not sad for them, I don't care about solving it and finding them. I want to find the people who are sad about being disappeared from wherever they're supposed to be. Actual missing, abducted, snatched up people. Can we talk to the choir teacher? <laughs> I learned later that was apparently the last day that she was seen before her, you know. And, and had I known at the time, well, I don't know what I would have done differently. She wasn't going to get the part. She was terrible, but I sometimes think back on it and wish she hadn't been there. You did all that while I was napping today? Yeah, no, I, I went to the high school. I... Wow, you're like way more productive than I thought you would be. The point is, I, I talked to all these people and none of them seemed to care that she's gone. Her parents didn't care? <gasps> Fuck! What? Her mom! Yeah, what about her? So she did come back that night. Did Honey, she... you're barking up the wrong tree. I'm not going to talk about that night. You know, I gotta learn to close my big mouth. It's January 2016. We started recording this episode about a month ago, but what you're about to hear is Mike and I yesterday. <sighs> this is crazy town. A particularly disconcerting piece of evidence had just come to light, and we were not dealing with it very well. I don't blame you if you need to quit. I need to quit. Thank you for you. You said it, and I didn't want to say it, and I'm so happy that you said it, because I need to quit. This is insane. Are we insane? Are we in a dream? Is this a Jacob's Ladder situation? Did we die ten minutes ago? What's happening? It's a, like a hoax. The entire state of Arizona has conspired against us. Well, I'm out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, this is the worst. This podcast is done. But like, a month ago? Everything was totally fine. I had been in the process of constructing an elaborate board of suspects and questions to answer, and my what momentum on the case the was... Hell is this? Great. You look like a serial killer in like a, a bad NBC cop show. No, I look like I'm trying to solve the case that would catch a serial killer this is this is like what i i saw this on the wire yeah this doesn't even look like it has a system to it though. you have playing cards pinned to pictures which arguably makes it more confusing that doesn't make any sense that's my perceived status of each person in the case what is this what mike didn't know was that i had continued to interview phoenix residents about the nature of Catherine's disappearance my name is uh, Elvis Peasy. Um, my name is Mahatma Jones. My name is Harriet Sly. I'm very excited to get through the I day. I make sweaters for the children in my community and um, a little bit of extra cash on it. I'm a bartender and I'm really pumped about my band, The Purple Pills. No one was any more or less helpful than anyone I had already interviewed, but it was pretty nice to meet people. That said, however uninformed, everyone was able to offer some kind of explanation. Sometimes this world just sort of swallows people up, you know? 
who knows? She could have wandered out into the desert, uh, gotten in with the wrong crowd, uh, maybe did some cartel stuff. Heck, she could be uh, boarded up in somebody's uh, in somebody's wall uh, on the border. Who knows? You know. Uh, I, I think she's in heaven. And in one particular case, this guy asked that I not identify him by name and that I alter his voice for protection. I've never met her. I've heard mixed things about her. I honestly don't know why I'm here. And of course, helpful or not, everyone ended up on the corkboard. No, this is counterintuitive because I'm making a podcast, but I'm a visual person and tactile in my investigation. So I've made a corkboard so that I can maybe make some connections. I don't think you appreciate gumption. I look, has this has this thing made you any progress? What what's going on? Have you learned anything new? First of all, I have to ask all of the important questions. Okay. What questions do you have up there? Well, the big one is where did Catherine go? Um, we haven't answered that yet. That's that's the question. Um, do you have any questions leading up to that? Like, you know Well, like one of them okay, here's a great example. Uh one of the questions was was she murdered? And I'm like ninety two percent on no i don't think she was murdered wasn't the beginning There's, of this that she ran away like we established she wasn't murdered like a hundred percent not murdered there i i kind of held out a little bit of hope for foul play oh i thought God. that could have been spicy but yeah but then you could just be putting any question up here like was she allergic to peanuts like it's irrelevant to the her disappearance at hand we don't know that we don't know if it's irrelevant does darcy know did, did you talk to her already no what? You still haven't talked to her? I, like, don't really know how to find her. I, I know where her dad lives because her dad lives across the street from... And found her on Facebook. Right there. Okay. Um, who is anonymous? Who, was, who sent me the email? Was it, like, anonymous? Like the hacker hacktivist group? Yeah. I highly doubt that... 4chan's best IT guys sent you an email to track down a missing girl. Well, we don't know yet. Which one's Martha? The Ace of Spades. <laughs> okay. Does that mean she's the most important? I think so. You wouldn't put the Ace of Spades on Catherine's picture? No, I, I put Joker. Do you see what I mean about this whole card system kind of making it harder to understand? Well, it's my own internal logic. Okay. So we have to talk to Martha. I'll make plans to drive to Sedona. I just need to borrow my mom's car. Yeah, that's another thing. You said you, like, had a place for us to be put up in Arizona. And... Did I lie? I... Look, your parents' place is nice, but I thought maybe, like, a hotel, uh, a motel, an Airbnb, a couchsurfing.com situation. I didn't think your parents' house... Like, I, I almost walked in naked on your mom. Who was naked? That's not the point I'm trying to make is that we shouldn't just be around your mom. I was the naked one. I walked in naked. Oh, then that's fine. No, that's... You think a teacher murdered a kid and got away with it? She moved to Sedona immediately after. Like, that's weird. All right, yeah, that's 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 pretty weird. And, the, like, she flew under the cops' radar. It's funny because the cops... So this is this is the section of the court board. The cops interrogated Darcy Bromley Slomer being the last person that saw her. Okay. But according to Catherine's mom, she went to her voice teacher on the last day that she was seen. So there's a chance that the voice teacher is using her skin for luggage. Got it. 
Bingo. Okay. Ace of spades. You know, I, I kind of get it now. To assemble an accurate timeline of the last day Catherine was seen, there was no question that I needed to interview Darcy Bromley Slomer and Martha Appomattox. Since Darcy had seen and neglected to respond to my Facebook message, I would need to find her via her father, Ted. Uh, hi, my name is Ted Bromley. And you are Darcy's dad. Yeah, Darcy. Um... Don't see you around. I met with Ted Bromley at his day job, answering phones at a call center called Across the Street. Because it's um, uh, she. It's called Across the Street. It's actually just down the road from his own house. It's fine. It's fine. So yeah, I usually just do the holidays on my own, home alone style. You know, I always have mac and cheese. Catherine came over to your house a lot as a kid. She was. Oh, uh, Kathy was great. Yeah, yeah. Did she go by Kathy? Uh, no, I, I like to call her Kathy. She would, I would be like, Darcy and Kathy, and then they'd be like, don't. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. Those were the best times of my life. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta answer. I gotta answer a call. Hello, suicide hotline? That, oh, that's sad. Oh, gosh. No, don't, oh, no, don't. Hello? Hello? I just assume that they don't do it. I think that's the best way to to live. Just kind of assume that it's all okay. Yeah. Um, You know, I always always felt like I saw that sadness in Kathy. And she always had like a little little ring around the eyes, you know? know, Some people got a glow like Darce. Gosh, I miss her. But yeah, Kathy always... She always gave me a little Charlie Brown look. I don't know. Is that something? I don't know. Maybe I'm just speculating. Woof. Oh, Looking no, into stop. Ted Bromley's doughy, no, well-meaning visage, I thought... A toaster is the worst thing to have in the bath. Get it out of there. This guy knows sad Hello? when he sees it. I'd like to assume I helped. Anyways. Yeah. It's, um... Sorry, what were we talking... We were talking about Rita. Is she... I mentioned offhand that Rita Roberts, Catherine's mom, was the one who put me in touch with him. Uh, seems like they they are separated. Oh, she interesting. Is alone. I love living alone. I make whatever breakfast I want. I clean when I want to clean. You know, I toot when I want to toot. I, you know, sometimes if I have trouble reaching something, I'll just get my step stool. You know, I love it. I decorated it with little polka dots. So it'd make me happy when I saw it. That's cool. That's, uh, I mean, you know, that's sad. Yeah, I, I talk to, we Facebook a lot, which is, which is nice. I, uh, I'm always commenting on stuff, and she always writes back, LOL. It's, it's fun. Are you crying? No, uh, it's just sometimes I sweat through my eyes. Wanting to get out of there as quickly as possible, I cut to the chase and asked Ted for Darcy's address. Feeling bad, I asked if he'd like to join me, but... Thankfully, he declined. She's got her thing. I, um, you know, I'm just around. She knows that if she ever needs money or something, she can call dad, but, um. So, as it turns out, Darcy lives in a housing development outside the Desert Ridge shopping complex north of Scottsdale. Her living conditions, wardrobe, and frankly, her demeanor could all be described as comfortably beige. 
Catherine, she wasn't really on the same level. She really liked musicals, but she was more of a person who did them just for fun, whereas I was more of a person who did them as a high school career. So, yeah, that's Darcy. We lived on the same street. Darcy, Romley, Slomer. We were neighbors, so we could walk to each other's house very easily, and that made us even more friends because when you want to play with someone when you're a kid, you want to play with the person who's near you so you don't have to walk far. I don't know why anyone would think that we hated each other. I think that maybe we had similar interests and I was better at them. And I think maybe she just wanted to be me. And I I can only be myself. I can only just do what I do. You don't think that she had any kind of desire in her to be in the spotlight? Well, I feel like if you're not in the spotlight, you automatically want to be in the spotlight, and that's just a thing about not being in the spotlight. Um, I mean, I assume, um, because like I've always been in it, and I have always wanted to be in it, so I assume everyone else who isn't in it wants to be in it as well, because why wouldn't you want to? And so I know that she wanted to. The thing about rejection is I know that it hurts. I've I've heard from other people that it hurts. And I think that those people just need to deal with it and think about something else, stay busy, I don't know, but I mean, it must be terrible for them. I understand that you were one of the last people to see Catherine. I don't know because I don't know what Catherine was doing that day. I saw her. I found out that I was the lead in the play and I went over to her house to tell her, and then I left. Okay, um, that seems slightly inconsistent with what uh, I understand the detectives, uh, before it was proven that there was no cause to believe there was foul play, you were the, the prime suspect. I don't think that I really was, though. I think it was just they were grasping at straws. Detectives Rice and Goldman shared a recording of the interrogation of Darcy Bromley in 2005, within days of Catherine's disappearance. I have my notes. That was basically the the closest person we could find to her. So, we brought her in. Yeah, I just wrote the word teen stuff. You know, she seemed just like a normal girl and she didn't seem to know anything. If, if it's a likelier motive for murder, I think there, I write down there is a murder motive here or murder or I underline motive, write the word motive really big. This is just teen stuff. Yeah, everything here, you know, per station policy is recorded and uh, archived in our, in our uh, archive here. You know, Darcy, from what I'm hearing, this seems like a lot of teen stuff. I'm going to be honest with you, Darcy. Um, you're our number one suspect right now. We have nobody else. So, things are looking not too great for you. So tell me, do you have a problem with her? Um, I don't know. I couldn't, I couldn't say. Darcy, you can be honest with us. You were jealous of Catherine. That's not something that I would ever... Okay, we know that. What did you do to her? You could tell us anything here. Do you hate her? You could be honest with us. Tell us what? You, did, you didn't like her or you liked her a lot? We were friends. We were normal, good friends. Look at this photo. Do you miss did her? Do you hate her? Look at the photo. Look at her face. Do you what? hate her face or you like her face? It doesn't matter. What didn't you like about her? Why'd you hate her? Why'd you want her out of the crew? What did you do to her? Where'd you put her? Where is she? What train did you put her on? 
What bus did you force her into? You hired her? Is she in the bottom of the bus or the back of the bus or the front? What, do you use a knife or gun? What, is she in a bag? I don't know. I don't know. Can I go to the bathroom? How Where? dare you? What, what do you think? Who do you think you are? Can you name her? Can you name her mother? Can you name Can you name the feelings her mother had when her mother had her? No, I have no idea. Where'd you put her? How do you sleep at night? I know where this teen stuff leads. Who was the drug dealer boyfriend? Did you guys, uh, were you guys using alcohol? Um, Did you guys get drunk and kiss boys at the same time? Um, Did you fight over a boy's um, mouth with her? No. You guys making out with boys yes. over at the movie theater? No. Whose crew were you making out with? You guys, uh, ordering fries at the diner, putting too much ketchup on them? No. You guys getting into trouble? You guys leaning out of cars when the cars go fast, knocking over mailboxes? You guys wearing your seatbelt? That's a lot of questions at one time, and I don't know if my memory can just handle that kind of thing. Tell me about the musical. What happened in Act 1? Who got the better singing roles? Why? How'd you feel? Did you hate her? No. Did you drop a sandbag on her and throw her under the stage? No. Who had, who had the bigger part? You or her? Who was the engineer? I don't know. Were you jealous? No. Darcy. Come on, Darcy. Darcy. Darcy, tell Darcy. Okay. Darcy, tell us about the musical. We know about the musical. You can't hide this from us. Tell us what the musical was about. Who did lyrics? Who did book? Um. Is that lip gloss you're wearing? It seems like you're standing really close to me. Yeah, you know, I have, I have a daughter who likes to wear uh, lip gloss. So. I don't have daughters, so I don't care. I think that looks, uh, that makes you look good. And I don't care if you're somebody's daughter either. Because if you made somebody's daughter disappear, well, you're no daughter of mine. Were you, je you were jealous of her. That's why you cut her down all the time. I don't know her life. I don't know my life. And that's why you threw her in a box and shipped it somewhere. Why did you say you were going to give me that Pepsi? You said there was going to be Pepsi. I mean, it's been a long time, and I can't just remember what happened on any given day. So I don't really know, but in my own memory, it was that they were just wondering. They just had questions, and so they asked me because I know a lot of things. You were one of the last people to see Catherine. It was reported that you were at her house on the last day that she was seen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what she did after she saw me. But I did see her. I don't know. I just, that's all I know. I can't remember just every conversation I've ever had. Are you willfully not telling me something? Or are you actually... No, no. I... Just know what I know. And you know nothing. I know, I know what I know. I don't, I don't remember every second of my life. It's impossible. So Darcy, who thought she knew everything, actually contributed nothing to my case. Big surprise. But you know, I wasn't gonna let her get me down. Mike and I had a road trip ahead of us. We were driving to Sedona, and I had prepared a particularly uplifting playlist. Have you been to Wahlburgers? What's that? It's the Wahlberg family's burger restaurant. Here's an A&E show about it? No. Oh, man. I haven't either. I want to go. And in my heart, I want them to just... They only play that song. Yeah. Agreed. I love when we agree. 
Great job editing the last episode. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Do we have the, the listenership numbers back on that yet? No. Um, we do. Slow trickle. Slow trickle, man. The parents have not tuned in yet, so we can expect at least oh, two more. right. That, that'll be like a 200% increase in listenership, right? We're still setting out. We're just... wasting my head. Go to state school, Mike. Get an audio engineering degree. Great life plan. If you mumble like that, the mic's never going to pick you up. You're not you're not recording this for the podcast, are you? Yeah, I absolutely am. I record everything. You know that. Okay, I'm going to stop the music. Why? Because you can't play other people's music in a podcast. <sighs> Mike. No. No, but this, is, this isn't me making the decision. This is like a legal a, thing. It's a road trip. How are people going to know that we're like driving down a road you through the desert? You can hear the car. <laughs> we can we can narrate it. But then people Look, think rocks. we're just ha- Look, tumbleweeds. There's no tumbleweeds. You're just being stereotypical. Look, an old-timey saloon. Listen, I think if there's like a little bit of music in the background, people know we're having a good time and they like identify with us i think we're you think we're not sympathetic characters in in this podcast i don't know if you are how many people are listening so so no one is what you're saying why are we driving to sedona no one is listening it's like a five-hour drive away we could go to vegas we're not going to vegas martha is an important key suspect Look, I'm just saying if you've seen one stucco house, you've seen them all. And they don't have them in Sedona. They have, like, yurts. That's a step down. That is even worse. I've no desire to enter one yurt, let alone a city wherein most people live in yurts. Yurtices. Did you see that road- roadkill just now? Was an armadillo? That was something spiky. You know armadillos aren't spiky, right? I've never seen an armadillo. You're nuts. Once we arrived in Sedona, tracking Martha down was a matter of following the trail of homemade flyers advertising arcane voice lessons. The flyers listed no address. Mike and I literally had to follow a sequence of arrows leading us scavenger hunt style through the esoteric gift shops of historic downtown Sedona. Martha's mundane-seeming apartment complex betrayed the hermetic craziness that we'd find inside her door. Her living room looked like a scene depicted in a particularly foreboding tarot card, or like the dressing room for a ritual sacrifice club, or what the inside of Ozzy Osbourne's mind must look like. And basically the entire apartment smelled like dusty books and bird shit. She warmly accepted my request to interview her, and despite seeming like a total hermit, I quickly realized she was a woman with nothing to hide. I'm Martha Appomattox. What would you call your energy practice? Well, it's a combination of many different things, so I I sort of call it a chimeracy. Chimeracy? Mm Mm-hmm. It's much, you know, inspired by the human voice and its connections to so many streams and meridians of energy that we can see and that we can't. Vibration might be a better word for what it is that I am a student of. And Catherine and I vibrated on a similar frequency 
if you if you will. We have Rupert in the corner, and he has his cover on his cage right now. Who's Rupert? Um, would you like to meet him? Yeah, sure. Oh, I guess. one moment. Does he? Let me see. Rupert. Hello. Yes. Good morning. Um, he has a trick. Here's a, okay. Here you go. Do your trick, pretty bird. Do your trick. I don't think he's going to do his trick today. I adopted him. He was very badly abused, and he only responds to Pretty Bird. I find it rather condescending, but... All right, sir. Well, you mind your own business. Her energy and her music and her love of music was so strong and so... I want to say pure in a way, which isn't a word that means a lot on this broken earth that we all live in, but she really had a connection to something. And she shared that connection with me, and I'm very grateful for it. She and I, you know, we practiced together for a while. Well, for years. And then we were meeting uh, twice a day at dawn and at dusk, and then sometimes in the middle of the night. And sounds that I heard from Catherine, sounds I heard in her music, sounds of someone in a cage. I thought of her, and I thought of Rupert and when I adopted him, and, and I thought of escape. And she and I talked of this very often in different ways, in different words, but I heard it most in her music, that she wanted something. Uh, she needed something to bring her to a new place. Do you have any idea where she might have gone? Well, I think that's something that could be answered in a variety of ways. Do you want to get start with one? Oh, oh, I see, I see. Um, well, I think that the circumstances of her change were very much, well, they were new and confusing for everyone, really. But the circumstances of her change? Mm-hmm. Well, just how the wings happened. The what? Oh, the wings. So, um, they look a lot like Rupert's, really. Is that a, like a, a level that she reached in your training? Like, um... Oh, oh, like a badge? Yeah. Mm. You say she got her wings. Oh, like a stewardess. <laughs> yeah. My mother was a stewardess. Uh, uh, no. No, no. Now I'm confused again. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's suspicious that you left soon after her disappearance? Um, yes, that has been said to me before. Now, this is where I became convinced that one of two mutually exclusive realities were at play. In one, Martha Appomattox is psychotic. In the other, she's a bona fide witch. Martha welcomed me to continue our interview in well, you guessed it, her yurt. In a long continuum that slowly built up to this moment, Catherine came to me in distress. Spiritual distress, emotional distress, physical distress, which can age you and can kill you. She'd been practicing Suddenly Seymour for her audition with me for years. And that show, you know, it's so wonderful. It has so much violence and so much growing. You know, it's really just teeming with 
energy. And I think that's another thing that I, I wanted for Catherine. And I saw in her that she was ready that day, preparing Catherine for something new and different, which I said, you know, are you ready for a big change? And she said, anything, I'm ready for anything just so that I don't have to feel like this again. And I knew, I knew that pain. I understood that feeling. I wanted so badly to be in Oklahoma, the musical with an exclamation point when I was her age. So, so we, we began the ritual and we use energy and we use candles and we use primordial salt from the Himalayas as well. Do you happen to have a recording or any kind of... Um... This was 2005? Yeah, yeah. Let me see. I have a cassette here somewhere. Rupert, have you seen it? <laughs> no, you're a bird. Um, here it is. Yes. Ah, yes. Right. All right, Catherine. I want you to hold your hands out and... Imagine you're filling your palms with all of that badness and negativity and fill it up in your hands like it's liquid and make the sound that that energy has. Good. Yes. Oh, that's better. Yes, that's good. And now I'm going to freeze it. Freeze it. That's right. Freaking and now, crud. Add it. Crud. Crud. Circle. That's crud, not crud, right. Crud, That's crud, right. Crud. Good. Good. Crud. Crack. Good. Crap and now, crap. yes. Keep. Oh, keep humming. Keep humming. That's good. The vibrations. Yes. All right. And now, let yes. Let it out on a trill. On a. And then, yes. Can we hear the? Can we hear the sixteen bars of your of your audition? Nobody ever treated me kindly. I want to take Daddy that and I want to early. hear it. Mama was poor. From I'd meet a man your and own I'd follow third him eye <clears throat> chakra. He'd snap his fingers. Me. I'd say sure, suddenly Seymour yes. is standing well, beside yes. Keep doing that. me. And then you'll lay down on the floor. Yes, you'll you lay down on the floor. Good. Yes, with your face on going? the floor. Okay. like in acupuncture. All right, here we go. You're ready. You're going to be great. And it's a little yes. cold. Oh, 
yes, sometimes it does feel cold, but just let out a let out a vibrational a vibrational breath. <sighs> ow, ow, uh-huh. ow, 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 ow. Oh my. <clears throat> yes, this ow. is all normal. Everything is going ow. everything is going to plan. To get through this, you can breathe in and repeat after me. Valkyrie Tangara Manu. Valkyrie. Valkyrie Tangara Manu. Good. Yes. Manangal. Manangal. Whack whack. Wait, what the heck? Good. Valkyrie. Good, good. Tangara Manu. Good, that's very beautiful. Let's do it one more time. Ow, it hurts though. Tangara Manu. Manangal. Rupert, not now. Manangal. Yes, that's correct. The blood is normal. This is fine. The look on her face that was so lost and so angry, but had so much purpose, I would say. And I feared her, you know, in the way that the word sublime is not just a band, but is something that invokes a terror. So it was when I looked at her. Do you know where Catherine is now or where she went immediately after your ceremony? A better place. And I don't mean she's dead by that. That's what many people mean. Well, she transformed and was so grand and she took all of her power that she found in her pain and her suffering and her truth and it lifted her literally up and off and some people you know call it what you will there were sightings on the local news certainly yes and then we haven't we haven't spoken since then Before I was able to escape from Martha and either her insanity or her bona fide sorcery, I couldn't tell which was scarier at the time, she stopped me at the door and issued this warning. No, I don't believe in anything as absurd as, you know, capitalism or something like that. But, you know, the way that energy moves and changes can change very quickly and Things happen that don't always have a meaning that we can find in a book or a precedented thing. Then she added, There's a suggested donation of $25. Are you kidding me? Thank you. And once I gave her all the cash in my pocket, she closed the door. There was only one person who could confirm or deny Martha's story, so I called her immediately. So Darcy, I understand this is probably a really traumatic experience. You saw something that you never told anyone you saw. Is that true? I don't know. Why? Where? How did... What would make you think that? Well, 
I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out if this is really the story that I'm telling now or not. But I think I have, I think I have evidence that it sounds like Catherine grew wings. It sounds like she was cursed and flew away. Look, I never told anybody about that because I didn't even think it was a real thing. I mean, I saw it, I definitely saw it, but I thought it was like part of my imagination or maybe something else like a curse or something, I don't know. But it's not something that normally happens and I can't explain it and I had nothing to do with it. It's just that sometimes things happen in your life and you know that they're not okay. And you can't share them with anyone because people will think that you're weird or crazy or weird. And I just wanted to be the star of the show. I didn't want to have to deal with anything else. Like, stupid Catherine growing weird wings, flying away. It was really freaky. And her mom was also really freaked out and we didn't know what to do. And eventually I just had to run home. I just had to make it not a part of my life anymore and erase it forever. So did you see her take off? I did see her take off, but I never thought, I thought, you know, I thought she was just gonna circle the neighborhood. Well, I'm out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we're done. Yeah, this is the worst. This podcast is done. Tell your parents that I apologize for letting down 100% of our listenership. They haven't listened yet. Okay. Mike. What? We already put out an episode. Do you know how to take that down? No, that was your job. I just did the audio engineering and editing and stuff. So, what does it say about my, my web presence if when you search my name... You get one episode of a, a never-to-be-completed... Well, I don't know. Make, like, a splash page on your website just says, like, FYI, met a flying girl, couldn't finish that story. Wait, wait. We didn't find the flying we girl. We didn't find the flying girl. What if we tried to find the flying girl? I mean, that'd be huge for your career if you found, like, the first human with the ability to take flight. So, like, yeah, I'm in over my head. This whole time I've been faking it until I make it. But, like, maybe we just persevere and see if we can track her footsteps. Oh, she okay, wasn't okay. walking. She yeah. was flying. Okay, let's Trapper. say we do this. If we keep going, if we don't quit right now, absolute worst case scenario is we track her down, and she's a horrific uh, avian-human hybrid, and uh, we get torn limb from limb in an excruciating, painful death, right? Yeah, yeah, she's okay. like a... A herpy or something, and she is upset that we found her, or she's protecting a nest. Do you think she has a nest? Oh, God, she's like 30 at this point. You think she lays eggs? Maybe. I don't know. What do you think her junk looks like down there? I don't think that's part of the conversation. Like, do eggs come out of butts? Well, now I want to find her just so we can ask. Like a two-hole situation or a three-hole situation? Okay, best case scenario, we just find a regular human and bring her back home, right? Yeah, that would be fantastic if somehow Catherine actually just orchestrated this entire thing and like made like made wings and tricked everyone into thinking that she flew away. Like that would be she'd be the world's greatest magician. That's the so best case scenario. Charming. Okay, so if we finish this story, our 
our outcome lies somewhere on the scale of meet the world's best magician to uh, horrifying uh, fairy tale like death. I like our odds. I feel good about this now. Well, let's do it. On the next episode of Just Left. You dragged me into this, and I thought, oh, this will be fun. And now I'm freaking out. Uh, I saw a hashtag Phoenix Angel. If I had a phone back then with a camera like all these kids have now, like, damn, what if I'm taking a video? Yeah, 2005, it was a different time. 2005? Shit. <laughs> damn, I'm older. More and more people brought up supernatural stuff and was like, this is kind of weird. It was like a big bird. I mean, it was like a, a giant condor. Carl saw her. We know which direction she went. But it's still fun in like a ghost hunters kind of way. Scary? Scary, hell yeah. I mean, yeah. We we went to drinking right after we saw that sucker. I mean, it, it drive anybody to drink. It was enormous. Yeah, the road trips have been pretty fun so far. I really enjoy your company. I haven't gotten Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch out of my head for a solid four days. Up until this point, my life has been about as wacky as like the movie Garden State and no wackier. And but, it, like, it, we just took a right turn into Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Oh yeah, dude.